Well, hello everyone and welcome back to Crosswire's VTech variety show that spans the wealth of technology from AI... Well, we don't like AI on the show. My name is Jay. I am writing about <laughs> things for college students to help their papers pass the exams. Do you know what? You actually sound a lot better than most AIs. <laughs> <laughs> we do have an episode that I'm working on about the dangers. The dangers of AI in education. That sounds very mysterious. Anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. This week, as some of you may remember, Apple had a event recently. And rather than rush to record on the night, which for various reasons, would have been a challenge anyway, and we'll talk about that. We thought, well, let's let the news sink in and let's do a little panel discussion with our favourite dream team of uh, Apple pundits. Wait, is that the right term? We, yeah, yes, yeah right pundits. Term. Okay, there we I go. I always you're, prefer you're... The, uh, the cult of Apple because, I mean, I, I, I all hail Steve Jobs forever and ever. Long live the Jobs. <laughs> Slight problem with that, dear. But we, I, I mean, you know. Wait, no. <clears throat> I, I'm. I, I think Tim Cook is consulting Steve Jobs from beyond the deck. A Ouija board. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I mean, they had Mother Nature, so you never know. Do you know what's really worrying? Is that that is now going to spark a conspiracy theory? We just sparked a conspiracy theory. That worries me so much. Let me introduce the panel before they start sparking any more rumors. My my wonderful co-host and uh, co-producer and my beautiful partner. No, no that's going to make a joke. Uh, Jay. Hello. Yeah, I was just consulting the cryogenically frozen head of, of Walt Disney about things we could do for our streaming channel. So it's good to be here. It's been a good day. How? You don't want to talk to Walt? <laughs> it'll, only be, current climate. it'll only be four or five magic passes. You know the they you know they're all Alright. I I know, I know. Alright, 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 alright. My our, our other guest, our returning guest and good friend of the show, Alex Lowe from the interface, who honestly, I am so glad you could join us again because I think we've got into a bit of a rhythm doing these events now. Yeah, it's the third one. Well we start third one this year, isn't it? I think we yeah. didn't do one last year. So yeah, this just this so yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. good. It's good. So Alex, how are things going over at the interface? Uh, is it being interfaced? <laughs> Yeah, it's all good. Uh, keep it very busy with video. Um, I did three car reviews uh, one week back, every three weeks back to back uh, wow. a few weeks ago. Um, so just recovering from that. But um, yeah, keep them very busy. Um, yeah, it's and all good. Awesome. As somebody who helped put in a uh, a Unify system, I got to commend you on UI chat. I've actually been listening to it when it mm. came out because it's, it's. I've been intrigued now to keep up on the Unify news, and you've become one of my main sources for Ubiquity news. So you're keeping me in harmony. Wait, that's Logitech. Oh, jeez, <laughs> it's ubiquitous. Yes. <laughs> no, you, UI chat's good. It's one of the most popular podcasts that I do now, so it's um, it's good. Awesome. No, it is a very good source of news. And uh, thank you. I've got to say a huge thank you, of course, to Alex publicly for just being so willing to offer his advice on Unify stuff. Because Unify is awesome, but it's got its little quirks, mm -hmm. you know. But hey, yeah. that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about Apple's um, scare. What was it called? Scary Fast, I believe. Was yes. Fast. And yeah. it was over scary fast. Like I was expecting. So I did the Apple add the calendar function and it set it for two hours. And then I'm like, okay, okay, they went to this. What are they going to announce next? Was it? What was it? What was it? About half of that? It was night? thirty minutes. Yeah, thirty yeah. minutes. Yeah. What time of the day was it for you, Jay? It was uh, eight p.m. 
Okay, so I, it was going to be 1 a.m. here, but then the clock's changed, so it's 12 a.m., so I sat in bed watching it. So Nice. Yeah. I think, did I Yeah, watch you watched it? it with me because you were sick, so you... Uh... Uh, yes, I was I was off ill that week. I had oh, no. oh, I was I had a horrible chest infection. My boss will tell you I I, I was definitely not well. Uh, I was coughing. What was and- cool though, not about you being sick. But what was cool is we watched the event on SharePlay. So we used the TV app to watch it, yes. and we did SharePlay audio. So we're talking while listening. It was actually really cool. So we would yeah. So we were doing FaceTime audio with SharePlay for the actual event, and I mean. Honestly, share. I get to say, share play. Please, more apps like BBC iPlayer, yes, for example. Please add share. All, play. all the Doctor Who stuff and all that. Oh, and FaceTime. Please stop audio ducking on iOS. <laughs> I d- yeah. Okay. Does anyone else have that? I mean, like genuine question. This is a question for Alex. If I don't know if you've ever done this, you're on an audio, a video call or an audio call on FaceTime, and you want to watch something that isn't share play, but FaceTime ducks the rest of the audio on my system. Oh, I've, I've never used anything SharePlay, so I'm not, I haven't ah. had the chance to use it yet, but um, it would have been great during lockdown because me and my girlfriend mm. met during lockdown. So oh, okay. but it, it wasn't available until after we met in person, which was a shame, but yeah. Well, yeah, SharePlay is just wonderful. Anyway, let's talk about first things first. I want to ask that time of the event. So that was 8 PM Eastern time, which was 5 PM pacific yep. time now that is late for an apple event that is really late but normally what about 9 a.m maybe then 9 a.m pacific and then it's about 6 p.m uk so one theory that some people had on the internet was that well before we watched it was that it coincides with uh, a good time for uh, japan uh, it was 10 a.m in japan at that time but yes as it happened there wasn't anything from what, as far as i remember there wasn't anything that was specifically tailored towards that. There was going to be some gaming stuff, apparently, but um, there wasn't, as far as I remember. So Yeah, and like it wasn't even Halloween, because Halloween was the next day, because hmm. I, I do like how they made it Halloween themed. I, I, I it was yeah. I liked all the lighting, I liked the music and all that, but it was still surprising for the theming of the event. Well, mm. they did talk, didn't they talk some of the things that the GPU could do? gaming wise so they did kind of go down but not anywhere near as much as they expected and again with it only being a short event let's be honest this was just a pure and simple mac event mm. yeah and interestingly only two mac lineups now so two mac product lines i mean there's so much to um well, there's actually not that much to unpack that's the thing should we make this simple? Should we just start? Should we start with the iMac because it's kind of the one where we can get through a little bit? Yeah, yeah. Quickly. I think it is important to mention, like the the biggest like change in all these things was the it is the M3, the M3 Pro, and the M3 Max. Yes. So this, so they, yeah, they even said at the start, this is all about this new line of chips, mm-hmm. and they haven't announced the Ultra. Now I can see the Ultra being next year. And that will be in what the studio and the, the Mac, Mac Pro. Pro. Yeah. Yep. I can see again. So look, three chips on the M3 silicon, a three nanometer process. That is tiny. Like, scary how. Now, don't Apple. Like, is anyone else doing three nanometer 
on desktop and laptop CPUs. I, well, I don't know, really. I wouldn't have thought so. They're, Apple seems to be pretty far ahead in this sort of thing. And this is where I really think Apple Silicon is still showing how you can do low-power performance. Mm. I mean, these chips basically were saying, and it's interesting, they compare them with the M1. A lot of the, now, do you know what else notice this? The M1, they did the benchmarking against most of the M1 and Intel. Because are Apple, now here's a question, are Apple now in a, in a different sort of upgrade mindset where you don't, because less previous Intel generations, you would probably upgrade more between Intel generations, right? Because you didn't, performance was, am I making sense? I think so. Um, if, you buy, if, you buy an, if you buy a Mac now, you're in theory going to keep it for a very long time. I, my previous computer to this M1 iMac was a 2010 iMac and I kept that for 10 years. Um, but that's just a, that's just like a single use case, like a edge case, sorry. But yeah, I think, I think because with Intel there was, smaller upgrades over time i think you might be right with that but with you are right with the, the graphs like they compared m1 to m3 and then and then someone drew a line for m2 where it, sh- it could it could be sorry right. there's a very small gap between them so it's where it didn't make that much of a a performance difference between m2 and m3 but if you're coming from intel which they really honed in that whole keynote because mm. we're a good time space between 2019 now and 2023 it's four years which is a good upgrade time i guess for mac i'd say i mean four years for for most tech is fairly reasonable and i can see why they they've dumped intel for a lot of reasons because i know for a a long time some of the products were hampered by getting access to some of the newer intel chips like i got a Mm -hmm. 2017 macbook pro and that actually should have had a a later chip but because they were waiting for intel on it they could not i was hampered by what i could by what what i should have had on my speed and th- that's why that 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 mac it w- didn't last as long as it could yep. have and then famously with the 20 is it the 2018 MacBook air the, the the refresh that was apparently severely delayed because of intel weren't getting their act together um and it just admits what apple can do and apple like to have looking at my control over their own product product lines. So it's part of the reason why there's still the, the news about the new Qualcomm chips that Apple's working on their own cellular chips and they, and they are because they, they want to be able to drop Qual- Qualcomm on. Yep. Well, right. Indeed. Why rely on someone else's product line? They saw the success of doing their own chips with the iPhone because I believe I might be wrong. Was it the iPhone 4 that was the first one to use? The iPhone 4, yes. They used Samsung chips before that. Right. And then they used their own stuff. It was all still, of course, ARM, but it was, you know, this is their own design. And it's proved... I mean, look, let's be honest. That transition to doing their own chips has powered every major push. The Apple Watch. The AirPods. AirPods, but is it H1? No, H2 now. H1 H2, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I've got AirPods, uh, AirPods Pro 2 now, and they are incredible. I mean, the noise cancelling on those, those second, yep. well, mine are not, mine are like second generation AirPods 2 because mine have ones with USB charging case. Fun fact, by the way, on those, just for people, did you know you can charge those on an Apple Watch charger? That's yes. pretty cool. Yeah. That's quite cool. Yeah, 
so M3 is the base model. And let, let's be honest, the M3 is no slouch in itself. It is still a great chip. And that goes into two products. So let's start with the iMac because I cannot say how big of a fan I am of these new iMacs. I mean, you've got one, Alex, right? You're actually on one as we speak. I've got the M1 version, right. yeah. Yeah. Now, question for you, because this has been one of the overarching things about these machines. Yeah. These new chips, because they're using unified memory, which means that the memory is on the package. It's on the system on the chip. Mm-hmm. So it's not separate DIMMs. It's not even It's not even like some other laptops where it's soldered DIMMs. It is in the... the, the CPU, si- yeah. Yeah, the CPU. SOC. PSOC, system on the chip. <coughs> um, I think, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think the storage is still separate. The storage isn't on the SLC. The storage is. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. think we put the storage on. But the whole idea is that unified memory means that the GPU and the CPU, so your video and your processing, your number crunching, share the same memory. There's no bottleneck now. And that used to be a big thing, mm-hmm. but people are still saying. In fact, actually, while we're doing this, Jay, could you go and look up the base model Dell? At a similar price point to the MacBook Airs and Pros, maybe. And I want to see how much RAM they come with. Because let's tackle this head on. Eight gigs of RAM is the base yep. model. Now, a lot of people say, Apple, disappointed. Don't like that. Want more RAM. But we've all got M-series Macs. Now, Alex, I'm going to guess what have you got? 16 gig in Mac? Yep. Okay. Do you think these complaints about a base model 8 gig are justified or have we because i certainly can say that coming from a 64 gig intel based imac Mm -hmm. i'm seeing so much more performance on the the unified memory than i ever would have done on that but i don't know what your experience has been i think also important to remember so it, it there was these complaints for the iphone when it was revealed how much ram it actually had and it's people comparing it to what Android phones had, and then the same Windows and Mac now. What? Yeah. Well, I think what people aren't remembering is the fact that Apple do all of this themselves. They know yes. exactly. They build the operating system. They build the hardware. They know every single minute detail um, about that entire phone, entire operating system. Whereas with Android, the OS is frankly not that optimized. It's it's okay, mm. uh, and therefore it needs more horsepower to handle it. And the same with Windows. Windows is uh, the 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 Windows market is is hugely frag- like fragmented. It's different machines, different combinations of hardware running a very similar operating system, mm-hmm. and you need a bit of a buffer just to cope with it. And all of those machines on the Windows side have very traditional setups. They have separated RAM in the in the in the dim slots. They have a very very vanilla. Even yeah, even if even across the price point, they have very vanilla setups. And if if the difference between having a Mac with eight gigs of RAM and sorry unified memory and sixteen gigs of unified memory is saving a couple hundred dollars, and it means someone can actually afford it, mm-hmm. then it's probably quite good. And they yeah, and, and Mac OS itself is is very very optimized for that. And with the new Mac machines with the Apple Silicon, that eight gigs of memory is shared between GPU and CPU. So you're getting a good sort of base. Like what kind of, what kind of thousand dollar computer comes with eight gigs of video memory, like, or even like available six. So yeah, I think there's a lot of Mac users out there that are going to 
be very content with it gigs of memory and it means they could probably afford it because let's face it Macs are quite expensive yeah and there's going to be there's people out there just have an iPhone they just want uh, an Apple computer to go with it so yeah bit of a bit of a ramble there but um I think with the modern machines a 8 gigs of ram is 8 gigs of memory is a good baseline and if you do want a bit more you can buy a bit more I think it would be a waste of waste of resources to go for that as a base configuration so yeah long-winded sort of opinion there but i think (laughs) yeah no i i think that's exactly my my take on it as well now what we should say is we're we're not talking about the days where shared because everyone when you think of shared video memory what you think of traditions like the intel gma car stuff where it would be a say a gig or 256 meg of the RAM is siphoned off for the um, GPU. But this is different. This is them sharing the same pool of memory and be able to allocate. Now, in fact, dynamic caching, if I understand this correctly, it's a new feature in the, G- in the G3. Wow, that's going back in time, isn't it? The G3. <laughs> in, the, in the M3, that means that the amount of memory available to the GPU is rescaled in real yep. time. Which is incredible. Now, going back to the iMac, I, I, we haven't changed the form factor. Which some people weren't too happy about on Twitter, I noticed. So I Well, I mean, is anyone happy about anything on Twitter these days? No! <laughs> should we say X? <laughs> Someone made a wonderful joke uh, saying, it's perfectly okay to dead name a product. <laughs> I mean, conservatives do all the time to trans people. <laughs> well, well, exactly, right? So we can do it to Elon Musk. Right, anyway, anyway. That form factor for me is a perfect consumer Mac. And actually, we've got a client, Jamie, and you, who I would love to just put one of those on their front desk. Yes. And right. like I have, I was actually at the Apple store a, a few weeks back and I was looking at some of the stuff while waiting around. And I honestly don't see a problem with the Intel iMac. No. Sorry. Intel? <laughs> There's definitely problems with the Intel iMac. Yes, because you just got rid of one because it was causing you pain. Oh, yeah. I honestly don't see a problem with the new iMac because it's a good, clean design. It's well-made. It doesn't have some of the same issues of even like the the more plasticky iMacs. I had one of the iMacs before they went to the aluminum, and that had some issues. And like it's very lightweight compared <laughs> relatively. And... I feel like sometimes people want things changed just to be new and shiny because there's no reason to to upgrade if you don't need to. And 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 this for Len's question, Alex, do you see any reason to upgrade that iMac right now? Um, no, not really. I I edit 4K video on this every day. No, <laughs> um, and it handles it pretty fine. Um, occasionally, it it, it bogs down because uh, I've got too many tabs open, but it's it's perfectly fine. I do wish. Uh, when I bought this, I wasn't editing any video at all. So mm-hmm. I bought this for a, a, a future of mine that hasn't happened. Uh, so I do wish I bought a Mac Studio instead and a Studio Display because it would have future-proofed a bit more. But this is perfectly fine, and I can move it around. I can take it off the desk for easy to clean. Yeah. I can um, move it to the other desk if I need to record something. I, it's great. So, and is it as thin as people? Is it as because I've seen them? You don't get an impression of how thin it is from the photos. It really no. is, yes. and. As somebody who used to carry one of the 
um, 2006 Mac, IMAX to and from work in a carrying case made for them. I'm glad that these are much lighter. Literally, I would. You're one of those people, aren't you, who takes their IMAX to the coffee shop? I did one time, actually. I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I've seen people like actually set like power cord everything yep. like yeah yeah and I'm yeah. glad that they're that they're lighter because oh my gosh I might not have so many back problems if they had been lighter. We well, see most people now that's an interesting one as well, isn't it? Because now that the M series chips now this is something I hadn't thought about. Bear in mind that in in the product line, for the most part, they are the same chips. There's just different, very slightly different variants with slightly different performances. That means that if you want a laptop at that consumer grade level, you go for a MacBook Air. You're not going to lose any performance over the iMac. No. Did you notice the um? Sorry, did you notice the iMac kept the Lightning keyboard and mouse? I did. Yes. Yeah. I noticed that especially because of all of the comments online were about that as well. And I think probably the reason why is it takes a while to redo things. And if Apple's going to re- redesign that, they could also be working on a new product redesign of them overall and maybe get rid of the mouse that charges on the bottom so you can actually utilize it well, when you're... Um, See, I, don't, I don't mind that at all. I've got no problem with that mouse. What, you mean <laughs> that? Yeah. Yeah. I use it. I do. However, if I'm going to do a product refresh on this mouse... MagSafe. Yes. You still, but you still wouldn't then be able to actually use a mouse. I personally don't think you actually need to use the mouse when it's charging because it reminds you when it's, when you need to charge it. That's and true. I I see that notification and then I plug it into charge once I finish doing what I'm doing. <laughs> you obviously have not been somebody who's been in the middle of some mission critical work and your mouse just stops <laughs> charging. But or- that. that- your your failure to charge your mouse does not constitute an emergency on my part. <laughs> and then if the mouse does die mid-work, you can put it on charge and go and make a coffee. Yeah, because so, yeah. coffee or tea or other you know. And if you want beverages. some good coffee, go to Crossfires and that slash coffee oh. and use coupon code yeah. Crossfires for 10% off your coffee. Oh, jeez, we're doing plugs already. I love it. Do you know, I, I have, so I've got a Magic Mouse. I ha- I actually picked this up from CEX. Oh, yes, you've not shown me that. How is that? That is gorgeous. Look, that's the trackpad. Oh, I can't wait to put my hands that on trackpad. that. Space gray trackpad. Nice. I'm using that in it's- December, by the way, I want to see how it's... Are you indeed? Well, I'll, have to- I'll have to decide whether or not I'm going to let you. Um, no. <laughs> what's yours is mine, and what's mine is mine. <laughs> I Do you know the keyboard? I- a completely random tangent. Do you know what I'd like to see again? Is a... Apple wired keyboard, so like the big one they've got, which got the numpad and the touch ID. Yes. But that is actually wired with USB ports. I don't know if you remember the. Yes. Yeah. I yes. do. I loved those. I actually picked those up from a. We closed one of our offices years ago and I, they were getting rid of things and, and I, and, and I, <laughs> I snatched that out of the office from my own personal office. Makes sense. No, but they were great keyboards and. You know what? I just miss having wired... That said, I'm, I'm getting a keyboard at Christmas. Anyway, so the iMac... One thing, Alex, did you get the version which... Because I know you're probably on Wi-Fi, but did you get the version with the Ethernet in the brick? I got... I got I'm got. i using Ethernet right now. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. No, I got. I went for the, the top-spec version. So I got oh, okay. four, four USB-A... Uh, sorry. Four USB-C ports and then the right. Ethernet on the brick. Yep. How does that work? I mean, is it does it behave like it should do? Like you're not seeing any performance degradation no. on No, I use it all the time. It um 
the only reason I got Ethernet is because I swap and change a lot for work. So uh, got you. Uh, it's f- like having Wi-Fi for that would be literally annoying. So. Oh, I see. What because you're testing yeah. into different hardware and probably different yep. VLANs and yeah, that's correct. Got, yeah, got you. Okay, it's quite clever though. I'm always amazed how it works. It's like it's just the power cable's got Ethernet built in. It's just like what? <laughs> it's got to be. Well, I wonder if it's a because it's not USB C. It's her own magnetic thing, but I wonder... There'll be some separate pins for the Ethernet, I reckon. Yeah, more than yeah. likely. More yeah. than likely. So, going back to the chips. Now, the M3, consumer-grade, but still very powerful. I mean, of course, we've got the M3 Pro and the M3 Max. Now, the iMacs only have the MP3 Pro and M3 yes. Max. No, the M- no, yeah, they are only M3, the iMacs. There's no... Well, and I, I thought there was I'm- only M Pro and Max on the iMacs. No. Just M3. Just M3. Oh. It's all right. No, it's good. It's good. You see, because I got confused about one of the other products, and I'll talk about that, but no, the, M- the iMac, and I think that's what Alex was saying, they didn't release a bigger iMac that people were wanting with the M3 Pro and the M3 Max. Which I see why from a product standpoint, because if you want to sell the Mac Studios and things like that, you've got to give people a reason to go higher. Well, also, the a big part of the cost of an iMac is the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, so if someone's in that market, they're not going to keep an iMac for 10 years, that sort of person. Yeah. They're just going to get, they're going to spend all their money on the screen and then upgrade the Mac Studio over time. So That makes sense. And, and even, you know, even I would say, because I'm on an M2 Pro Mac Mini, I would say good screen in it. If you don't need the power of a studio, the M2 Pro Mac Mini is a powerful little system. Yeah. You know, bear in mind, this is, you know, doing all our streaming and everything. But the GPU is the big, big thing on the M3 line. And they're saying it's now got this dynamic caching, which is transparent to developers, as in devs don't have to worry about changing my code for it, which is great because that should mean every app gets better performance. I think that's that's what they touted, isn't it? That everything gets better performance without the devs having to do anything, any extra work. And that is the best way to do it because... There are de- de- developers that are maybe stop developing, or they they forget to add something, and the fact that when it gets added by default is is great. So definitely, and by adding what is it? By adding mesh shading and ray tracing. Now, if that is not a please, big game studios come and make your games for our platform. I don't know what is. And <laughs> as somebody who's now playing World of Warcraft on a Steam Deck, and I bring this up for a reason. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Go because on. Apple is utilizing aspects of Vulcan and Proton, so their their Apple is also going the same way of, of Valve, realizing, hey, we're not going to get developers to change all their stuff on every single game. So we're, instead, we're going to make it where games will start running better and better. And, and now they are giving you special benefits if you do code for the Mac. But at least I'm I'm impressed at what they're doing on games to make things more accessible. This game porting toolkit is is very similar to what Valve have done, just maybe not quite as consumer facing as it exactly. It's yeah. for developers. It's not for us to run. But all this stuff, they're being smart of finding ways to make it easier for developers to instead of having to say, oh, you've got to add in so many coding hours to do this and then do Q&A testing to see if... Because pouring to to a system is not an inexpensive endeavor. you're right. Now, look, ray ray tracing and then again, they've added... Now, have they... 
Am I missing something? Have they added more cores? So the M3 versus the M1, you get eight core CPU on both. Right. And yeah, you get eight core GPU on the M3 as standard. And then with the one spec up, you get 10 core. And then the M1 was seven core. So you get one core less on the base model for GPU. Right. So. Okay. Which is still impressive, isn't it? Uh, oh, yeah. 16 no. core neural engine on both as well. Wow. And then the big difference between the M3 and the M1, when you look at the iMac, is there's a new sort of engine inside for hardware acceleration for ProRes and ProRes RAW. That's right. So take the load off the CPU for that. And there's also an AV1 decoding engine as well, which is quite a popular format now. And is that encoding as well for AV1, I believe? That's just decoding, it says. Just decoding. Yeah. Because I think, am I right, Jay, Twitch is starting to do some stuff with AV1. Yes. Yes, they mentioned that YouTube streaming will become uh, more efficient and use less energy or something along those lines. So That's good. Yeah, Twitch plans to roll out AV1 up for its most popular content in 2022-2023 with support universal support for projected to arrive in 2024-2025. So we're saying Renewal, oh, here we go, we're saying that Renewal Engine, the new one, is up to 60% faster than, than the original M1. And again, notice, as as we said earlier, they're comparing against the M1, mm. not the M2. It's 15% faster on the M2 for Renewal Engine, but that's still pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just reading, this is actually from Apple's press release page, so they've done quite a nice job. Okay. Now, now if I am correct... The maximum memory now on the M1, M3 Mac, sorry, is now 128 gig of unified memory. On the M3 iMac, it's 24 gig. Yes, because... Yeah, on the... Yeah, I think think you're right on the M3 Pro stuff, yeah. Let's just go to Apple Store. Now, Jay, have you got a uh, company credit card to hand? (laughs) I do, yeah. credit card. Well, Alex, you don't think we've got a company credit card? I mean, there's no money on my company credit card, but we have one. If you Uh, read it out, we'll just double check. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The M3 Max, obviously, is the top of a range chip, right? And let's just go and have a look at what this is, what you can configure. Because someone spotted this. When you're configuring these mm-hmm. Macs, a lot of the options for memory change depending on the the CPU that you've chosen. So, yep. for example, okay. the M3 Max... Three, four, one, nine, eight, four, seven, six. <laughs> See, the thing is, good job. I know for a fact because I used to work in banking, that is not a valid card number. Um, so, the M, sorry, I keep bumping stuff. I'm sorry, folks. There we go. So, the M3 Max has up to a 16 core CPU, 40 core GPU, and let's have a look. That can do 48, 64, or 128 gig of unified memory. And up to an 8 terabyte SSD, which is not new. That's been yep. in Apple's product line. Although it is $2,200 to add an 8 terabyte SSD. Nice. Yeah, lovely pricing, right? Now, these are just incredibly powerful chips. And again, they're emphasizing you get the same performance at, or, yeah, you get the same performance at lower power consumption. And that. I mean, I would really love to... I don't have an Intel Mac anymore to test, but I can tell you again that the power consumption of this Mac Mini is ridiculously low. Yeah, I I went from 11-inch MacBook Air to an M2 MacBook Air, obviously quite a few years between them, but the MacBook Air 11-inch would just die quite quickly. This one can go weeks and weeks 
of just light usage and it, I'd never charge it. So, and and that again is one of the big things. Now, of course, now they didn't announce, they didn't refresh the MacBook Airs, they didn't no. put an M3 into that because what they've done, and I I have to say I like this. So they've done the 14 inch and the 16 inch MacBook Pros, the M3 model of the MacBook. Let me get this right. The M3 model is like the baseline. That's like the old... They've got rid of that old M1 with Touch Bar. The Touch Bar... Should we take it? Gone. Completely gone. Jay, I know you were a bit sad about that. Yeah, especially because I I liked my my Touch Bar Mac a lot. Now, did we talk about, or were we going to talk about on this episode... The accessibility issues with well, that. I think we should bring it up. So go for it. What's why? Why? Why is removing the touch bar a problem? So for a lot of individuals who don't know how to like touch type and 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 things like that, the touch bar helped surface a lot of like shortcuts and things like that for a lot of individuals. Helped them customize, especially with things like better t- better touch bar. You were able to create a workflow for each of your applications. You could like have what you need right there on, on, on the top. It w- did make it harder when there was like no escape key. And I know they started adding that in on later touch, touch bar models, but by killing it off, it actually makes the keyboard less accessible for a lot of people in some ways. That is interesting. One last thing that, that I think is very important is because this is from Forbes, the touch bar, strong visual resemblance to iOS because it's actually using a fork of watch OS. There was a lot of comfort and familiar and familiarity oh, for people. So, in terms of, of cognition, the touch bar's cross-platform consistency can mean a lot of for, for someone I, with certain cognitive I, conditions. I get that, but it's not been on a pro laptop for a long time. Yes, covered. Yeah. Anyway, but hey, I'd let me know. Let us know, folks. What do you think? Now, I did notice something. Previously, the base model of most Apple laptops have come with 256 gig of SSD, have they not? I think so, yeah. Not anymore. The base model, MacBook Pro, 14-inch with the M3, is now 512 gig. Oh, wow. That's good. So that's actually quite a nice jump. Mm. And that MacBook Pro had a price drop as well, didn't it? Effectively, yes. I think it did, yeah. Yeah, it's now starts at $1,599 for the 14-inch MacBook Pro. Right, and I think and it's now... That goes 8, 16, 24 in, in terms of memory, okay? Um, one other difference that's worth noting, apart from the fact that there's no awesome black, is it does only have two USB Thunderbolt slash USB 4 ports. Yep. Just because of the controllers, right, on the, on the M3 chip. Yep. And it will... That will drive two external displays, I believe. The M3... Yeah, the M3 chip can only power one one display, though, on the iMac. On the iMac? On the iMac? Yeah, it can only power one display. Oh, what, probably external? because it's yes already doing a lot of work for that huge dis- display on the iMac. Essentially, yeah, possibly, and possibly. Let's have a quick look. This is this is live feedback. <laughs> well, this is good. This is good to understand this stuff. And again, this is one of the reasons we wanted to do this is to dig into a lot of you know the why the what's and whys, if that makes sense. Oh, okay, yeah. So M3 is still the built-in display and one external display with up to 6k and the pro is is two external displays and m3 max is four external displays that makes sense so yeah the m3 is definitely a consumer well i don't want to say i don't like the word consumer but it's 
Average user sort of thing. Average user, yeah. Yeah. And just so it's a, a the M3 Max does support up to 128 gigabytes of memory. It does. It does. And again, it's very, you know, there's, that, there's a handy page with all the tech specs. Because, of course, that's a nice thing, of course, about using the same chip in the iMac as we're using in the MacBook Pro. Because we know the tech specs of the M3. It doesn't change between... Where it does change, of course, is on a Mac Mini, because on a Mac Mini, an M3 would do two displays, but that's still technically two displays because you've got the display in your yep. iMac or the, the laptop. So it's pretty good. So did you did you also see on the M3 iMac it now supports Wi-Fi 6E, so 6 gigahertz. Ooh, that's nice. And then on the MacBook Pros, it's also got ProMotion display. That was very much... wasn't highlighted as much as I thought it was going to be. Um, it's got the 120 hertz display on the MacBook Pros now. Oh, very nice. Is that on? Is that on every? Yeah, there we go. It is 120. Yeah, there you go. That's on all of them. That's quite a big deal. That looks really nice. I can't say I've ever wanted a high refresh rate on my. I might be quite alone in that decision, but I've ever can't say I've ever craved it on a on a computer. On my phone, um, yes. Like when I first saw the phones with a 120 hertz display, I was like, "Wow, that's amazing!" It's pretty nice. It is nice on a phone. But I've just noticed see it on a Mac. Yeah, I'll probably want it. <laughs> I've just noticed something else, by the way. Yeah. If you want space gray on an, a Pro or a Mac, you are out of right, luck okay. because your choices are space black Ooh. on the M3 Pro or the M3 Max. Now, has it, has anyone seen the photos of that people are posting? Of yeah, the, Stephen Robles, Robles put something on Twitter. The other he day. did. Yeah, he did. And and Mastodon, to be fair. Oh, okay. So you know, just that's cool. That's just, good of him. Yeah, well, no, he's he's very active on Mastodon. Which, That's good, you know. Yeah, but I do like that space black. It is Looks nice. I knew somebody who I got to see a space black. Um, I I think we got, yeah MacBook years ago, and it was amazing. Mm. I wanted one <laughs> so much. But oh, I didn't have the money. Right? I mean, yeah. Oh, that's in, yeah, of course. And the memory bandwidth from the just worth noting, the memory bandwidth from the M3 is. It's only a hundred, only a hundred gigabits a second. Oh. Gigabits or gigabytes? I think it's gigabytes it's, a second. And no, one thing about gigabits. these MacBooks, yeah, yeah. Um, the twenty-two hours of battery life runs good no matter on battery or plugged in, which is huge. Eleven t- times faster than Intel-based MacBook Pros, and this one is huge. Vast majority of workflows never hear fan. So, okay, I wanted to ask you both about that because there's been stuff going on where people are saying, oh, yes, but if you put it into high power mode, the fans make an ungoshly noise, un- hmm. unholy noise. But if you're ra- if you're intentionally ramping their fans, yeah, then of course it's going to. I remember my old Intel Mac, anything would spin up the fans. It would produce so much heat. Um, but this new one, the only time I ever hear the fans is not when I'm rendering video, surprisingly, but it's when I'm screen recording something um, with a third-party app. But yeah, but even if I'm rendering an hour video in 4K, I can hear a slight whir from the iMac, but that is literally it. (laughs) And and again, speaking to someone who came from a 27-inch Core i7 iMac, this Mac Mini barely, it's fans. I mean, right now, bear in mind, we are recording. The CPU is only at 51 degrees. If that, yeah, 51, the fans are running at less than 2,000 RPM. And bear in mind, I've got two displays running right now. So obviously the display is consuming power. 
again, this thing is drawing less than 30 watts right now, doing all of this. It's yep. impressive. I don't hear my Mac at all. Like I actually hear my Steam wow. Deck more than my Mac. <laughs> I've got a Steam Deck. I definitely hear the fans on my Steam Deck because it is an AMD. You know, definitely hear the fans. It's great when you're on the train, honestly, because you've got a little hand warmer <laughs> in winter. You know. No, I heard if you, I heard if you get the uh, Steam Deck OLED, it's much, much uh, cooler. Okay, that's good to know. That makes sense for OLED. Um, now, of course, people are, oh, there's no OLED displays in this. Now, someone made an interesting point. I can't remember who this was, so, and I, that professionals don't want OLED. They want color accuracy. That's something Apple's been very famed for recently, like P3 color gamut, I think it's called. Yeah. So mm-hmm. very accurate colors, very, very good. Uh, that's what people want. And think about the thing about this from a professional standpoint. You're doing a lot of this probably tedious work over and over and over again. OLED still has burn in potential, whereas this, there's a lot less potential for burn in, especially if you like you're editing the same graphic over and over and over again. And you don't refresh what's yeah. on the screen. I don't, yeah. I don't want the crosswise logo burnt into my screen. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. If you think on an iPhone and iPad, they've got OLED now. Um, Anything on that screen gets changed because it's full screen. Mac OS isn't a, well it could, by default it isn't a full screen OS. It's got the dock every time, so and then and the menu bar. So it would yeah that would burn in. That would start to burn in. Yeah, every and time, you don't yeah. you don't want that. Not I just I've got to say Apple's product lineup right now. Yes, they are pricey machines. But when has Apple ever actually done dirt cheap? Laptops. I don't think they have for a very, very long time, no. if at all. And this is the Pro, by the way. If if you want cheaper, you can go MacBook or MacBook, MacBook Air. We can't go MacBook anymore, Jay. Oh, that's right. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but, I mean, look, MacBook Air, though. Let's just talk about MacBook Air quickly, right? The MacBook Air is a base model. MacBook Air is uh, on an M2 chip. Sorry, M2, 13-inch is $1,100. Yep. Now, you've got... Am I right, Alex? You've got... What are you... What's your... map? You've got an M2. Yeah, I went for an M2 MacBook Air this time last year now, I think. Yeah. Um, time goes quick, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> and that was M2 13. Uh, I think I think personally at the time, even if 15 was available, I would have gone for 13 because I mm. use it. I carry it around a lot. I went for silver... Uh, Eight, uh, 24 gigs of memory and a terabyte SSD. So, okay. So, yeah, the time. Yeah. That's still pretty good. I mean, look, I think Apple's lineup is really quite good right now. I, I think, as we've all said, I don't see them doing a bigger iMac at this point. They've, they've announced almost... that they're not going to, haven't they? Did you see that? No. There was Did a it? statement that they got, uh, either nine to five Mac or Mac rumors. They said that they have no plans to announce a 27 inch iMac. Now that doesn't rule out a 32 inch iMac. It does um, not. But I personally think they're not going to bother. I think the, the days of the stopgap iMac Pro are gone because they've got their own. That was a, that was definitely a stopgap machine. And then, uh, as I said in the, in the show earlier, I think, um, that sort of person, which is what I'll be going for next time if it's still around is the Mac Studio and the Studio Display. Those two, those two combination. That's right, because for all you creative professional, they're going to want to choose the right, the best display for them. Not everyone, of course, needs a pro display. Go on, Jay. I know what wedding gift I want now. What? <laughs> I want studio display. No, no, I want a purple and blue I- IMAX. What, what, one each? One each, yeah, because 
Imagine those sitting on, on, on our desk because they look so nice. I mean, I again, I will say those are such... I, I think, honestly, those iMac are such a good family computer. Yes, just if we get one, I'm I'm insisting on purple. You can have purple. You can have purple. Okay, cool. <laughs> thank, you, thank you, thank you. Let, let you. Uh, the, you. The purple one is restricted to the form with four ports, though. So you have to go for a top spec one to get purple. Yeah. There you go. See, That's exactly. Fine. See, I, I'm trying to get yeah. the best specs. Well, well, let me just go and have a quick look at these IMATs because I wanted to see what the... <laughs> I'm, I'm not spending any money just yet, of course, because well, we no, haven't no. got them. It's wedding gifts for other people, so Alex, oh, you, okay, Alex is buying us one, right? I can get you a, a model one. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Actually, actually, random question. Do ubiquity do a wedding wedding registry service? <laughs> <laughs> no. Like, well, get a, if you do a if you do a wedding gift thing with John Lewis, you could put IMAX in there and stuff. You could, yeah, yeah. because we can you use could. Throne because we have we have Thrones and, and we are going to use that for our wedding registry. <laughs> <laughs> so I will say, by the way, looking at this, so the top, but I think if I've got this right, the top end M3 because the top end M3 iMac. Is an eight core CPU, ten core mm-hmm. GPU, half a terabyte of storage of five twelve gig, and eight gig unified. That's one thousand seven hundred dollars. Yeah, eighteen hundred in the UK. Yeah, obviously we've got VAT added into yes. our prices. Again, three hundred pounds of VAT. So yeah. Well, just also just for our Americans, just remember when you compare our prices to yours, we our prices always include our sales tax. Mm-hmm. Really important. I know so many people have got tripped up by that. But even that, look, I think for most people, unless I'm, uh, even that base model, $1,300. We're not going for a base model because we need for <laughs> Well, what you don't get, of course, is Ethernet on the, the base model. You oh, yeah. And about four ports. You can, you can spec, spec Ethernet for 30 quid. Oh, can you? Yeah. You just get oh, a different okay. power adapter with it. Oh, okay. That's kind of good to know. It is but... good. And that makes sense because how many people are truly doing Ethernet nowadays? Because, I mean, we do because because we're the nerds, but the, I'm thinking of the average consumer. A lot of people just set up a a a router with an AP on it from their ISP. I'm I'm being very serious. I know it's not the I, best. You're you're you are a hundred percent right. Yeah, and I guess what if he's got six E? Then actually, for people not like us, six E. If you've got a six E capable access point. What, more than enough, Alex, for most performance? Yeah, be absolutely fine with it. It's yeah. not the best. But if you're, just, if you're in a flat or something, or in a small house or whatever, you just, you'll have that. And if you're in a bigger house, you'll just get... I know people that just done it, and... Um, just, sorry, I know people that just do that sort of thing. They get a router, and they put a repeater in, and then call it a day, so... Yeah, oh. I'm the only oh. one that has a... I've actually strung underneath a cord care. I, across my flat, there's an Ethernet um, cable running along, and I have a cord cover oh. on it well you know i mean i've got mine because they left a hole between so i've got ethernet running through through a flat but it's like under cupboards and stuff it works anyway that's a, a whole different discussion is network well we did a great episode with alex yeah on, on networking it's well, good yeah i think one thing that is important to mention on all this stuff by the way mm-hmm. is this is all 100 recycled aluminum because there's been yes. a lot of people who have and a lot of these products i mean very 
wisely criticized how much tech waste there is. This is all recycled. I, that Apple's really trying trying to stop their use of virgin materials. I didn't. That was a big thing, wasn't it? A big event, you know, um, back in what September for the iPhone yeah. is, yeah. And it just conti- it does continue for here. I will say right now, I think we are in a good place with a Mac lineup. Is are the gaps? Yeah, probably. But let's see what comes out next year because I, d- I don't think we're going to see any new Macs this year. People were disappointed. Let's just talk about what people were disappointed about. No new iPads. Yeah. But is that more of a case of focusing the chip production? Because I did not hear correctly if there's is- not issues, but Apple are taking up most of a three nanometer production. Mm. There's only so much to go yeah. around. So. Have we mentioned that the whole Apple event was filmed on an iPhone? That was yes. oh, okay. No, we definitely <laughs> want to talk about yeah. this. Okay, right, Alex, good segue because yeah. right, let so it was filmed on an iPhone. What I do not understand, and I'm going to be honest, is why people are doubting that because it looked professional. There was a lot of stuff saying, "Oh, yeah, but it was filmed on iPhone." but you had this good lighting, but you had this good um, rigs and stuff. Well, if you look at any production that's still got a, a small amount of budget, they'll have proper filming equipment, otherwise it'll look like crap. Yeah. Um, and the fact that they've used an iPhone to film it with all that professional kit doesn't um, does not hamper the impressiveness of it. And if, like, no. the fact they were like, the fact that well, they were um, using drones with iPhones on them as well, it's just like, I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even attempt that <laughs> myself. Oh, wait, yeah. is it, so wait, hold on. The drone shots were iPhone as well. Every single thing you saw oh, was done on iPhone. I hadn't made that connection. No, and like I was one of the first ones when the iPhone three GS came out. I bought that was what <laughs> it was my first paycheck. I got the three GS with. I was the, still in school. <laughs> I was all right. Thanks, Alex. <laughs> Cheers, mate. I had just left school because I graduated in 08. So I, I was, I was on, on my, on my first job. And I remember uh, there's actually a YouTube channel that is owned by my, uh, Jay Crosswire's Google account that, um, that with a lot of videos that are filmed on an iPhone 3GS. And yeah, I would, I would use good lighting. I would, I, I would, mm-hmm. on some of them, I would use good microphones because yeah. The biggest thing we always tell people, the the Logitech Brio, the C920, those are all yeah. consumer-grade things. But if yeah. you give it good lighting, it looks good. And Well, like, you say that. Yes, you're right. But can I say there's a huge difference between this. So the camera that I'm using right now, and I'm not going to change because we're mid-recording, but the lighting we've noticed with the stream. So I've switched to using my iPhone my 13 pro for our streams the lighting and the color are so much better on the iphone than then on the brio yes my point is i want to say it's not about the the tool it's how you use it how you know how to use it because there are people that that as as john gruber on daring fireball mentions these forty thousand red cameras who have those and they make stuff that looks like utter crap with it garbage yeah well, that's it. And and look, just because you were using accessories, like that's like saying that stuff that's shot on a what a Rocket 8K is it a Rocket 8K? I, I've forgotten what Red do. I, I don't even know what cameras Red do because I've lost interest. 
But it's like saying, oh, well, because you used a monitor or used a light, exactly what Alex is saying. Using accessories. And I mean, what would be interesting is how they did the audio. Do you think they recorded that on iPhone? No, apparently they used lapel. So for my stuff I do for the interface, I use lapel mics. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently some people said that they imagined they were underneath t- the T-shirt. Oh, no, yeah, no, but I mean, were they connected to the iPhone or was it recorded off camera? Could have been either, to be fair. Um, yeah. My guess is probably they either used the camera feed from the audio with an, a separate audio recorder to safely record it because mm-hmm. then you can sync it up very easily in Final Cut Pro if, if, if you use the audio because you want you always want to try to have audio from your camera to sync up yeah. with, with your audio on your recorder elsewhere. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Very I just thought it was very impressive. There was a vi- basically the day after, a few days after the event, there was a YouTube video that was published and then unlisted and then made to private in the space of like five minutes but someone someone recorded it and then it was published uh, a few days afterwards but basically the behind the scenes of the apple event and how they filmed it they brought in a third party company to film the event for them oh wow and everyone for since the very first apple events they filmed like that everyone's been asking like how have you done this how have you done this market even marquez has asked can we see some behind the scenes footage because it's just amazing and yeah there was some iPhones on drones, there's those gimbals, there was motion stabilizers, all sorts of stuff, lighting, um, teleprompters, everything. So everything you'd expect in a normal professional shoot, they mm-hmm. used. So, well, yeah. well, she's impressive. I mean, we, w- you and I have shot some stuff for our upcoming Playdate uh, mm-hmm. review on. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. But, but but we recorded that on, on an iPhone with a DJ Osmo, and in my opinion, yeah, it. It looked really good. I, again, I, I don't get why people are so upset with the extra stuff. Cause it's like, no, you're not going to have the best shot of like somebody wasn't coming up to Steve Jobs and being like, I'm holding you in my hands with, I have my phone, my hands like this. No, you're going to use things that, that, you can that use the appropriate th- tools. Yeah, ab- yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. The difference is, I think honestly, the iPhone really does lower the cost of entry. Especially on the pro, on, on the 15 Pro Max, if you can justify that cost, you've got such a powerful shooting rig for video. Yeah. yeah. You know? All right. So, speaking of long time things, I got an email today from, uh, from uh, Gideon Mayhew of the Icon Factory. Now, Gideon's been on the show a couple of times and he's such a genuinely nice guy. But did you know that? So, at the point of recording this, it is November the 13th. But tomorrow, November 14th, is 20 years since Xscope. Now, Xscope um, basically is the screen measuring and app that they created. And, well, I was 13 when this came out. Wow. That is crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. Alex was what? Two? Six. Six. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and Sorry, you were Alex. like uh, <laughs> like 35, dear. <laughs> I was 20. <laughs> I was 20. Thank you for giving me the finger, by the way. (laughs) So, look, here's a deal. It's a really great app. If you need to measure stuff and and use and zoom in, it's for uh, app designers or anyone who needs to design. So important to get accurate measurements. It's got a loop. Great app. Still there. Now, to celebrate... 20 years of Xscope. The team at Icon Factory very kindly given us a code so that you, our wonderful listeners, can pick up Xscope for just $20 US. That's 60% off its normal price. And that's going to be good through December before for this year. 
So you've got about a week to get in there and get Xscope for $20 US. It's a wonderful app. And a huge thanks to Gideon and the team at Icon Factory for reaching out to us and making this possible. Really appreciate it. And congratulations to everyone at Icon Factory for 20 years. It's a very long run for an app. Congratulations, folks. Well deserved. Simply visit crosswires.net slash xscope, uh, X-S-C-O-P-E, and you can live long and prosper and make all of your enterprise d- diagrams lined up properly. How's that for a Star Trek reference? Uh, I like that. That's a good Star Trek reference. I like that. You can make sure your co- walk call is aligned in your designs. Absolutely. Anyway, Alex, sorry, we had to do a bit of promo there, but uh, thank you as always for joining us. No problem. It's always a pleasure, and hopefully, there's lots of Apple events next year, so we can do the same again next time. Absolutely, we could have to we could have to start booking meetings, in, you know. Well, yeah. obviously, no, it's going to be good. Apple needs to Apple- talk to us. And oh, oh, why didn't we get the AirPods Pro Maxes that they sent out to influencers? Because we're influencers. <laughs> Jay, Jay. First of all, there's no such thing as AirPods Pro Max. Oh, not yet. <laughs> not yet. Give them, give them time. Second, secondly, secondly, I don't think either any of us, Alex, do you describe yourself as an influencer? Not particularly, no. no. No, I have very little influence. The only thing I've got influence over, right, is how much our lino bill costs us. Okay, fair enough. And, and you and you stop me when I get some grandiose ideas on like buying some some things, and you're like, Jay, it's not in the Crosswires budget. Nothing's in the Crosswires budget. This is <laughs> actually okay. Gotta say this quickly. Linode, yes, we are our hosting bill. Linode is quite pricey at the moment, but. I love the fact that we have our own cloud server, which has saved our bacon so many times, and our WordPress site just runs beautifully. It's great. Anyway, thank you so much, everyone. Alex, as always, thank you for joining us. Jay, thank you for just being you. Oh, thank you. uh, We will see you next time. Bye, folks. Please go to crossfire.net slash tips so we can buy a purple iMac, please. Thanks for listening to this episode of Cross Wires. We hope you've enjoyed our discussion and we'd love to hear your thoughts. So please drop us a note over to podcast at crosswires.net. You can also drop us a comment on the post or if you're a good pod user, why not start a discussion there too? You can also join our new Discord server at crosswires.net forward slash Discord. We've got forum channels for each episode and we'd love you to join the discussion there. You can also follow us on Mastodon at crosswires at mastodon.social. And of course, you can find the show in all the good podcast apps and all the really bad ones too. More of our content, head on over to crosswires.net slash YouTube for all our videos and keep an eye on our Twitch channel at crosswires.net slash live or upcoming streams. If you like what we've heard, please do drop a review in your podcast directory of choice. It really does help spread the word about the show. And of course, if you can spare even the smallest amount of financial support, we'd be incredibly grateful. You can support us at ko-fi.com slash crosswires. That is ko-fi.com slash crosswires. Until next time, thanks for listening.